the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. Goodness me, goodness me. Yeah, the track's the only thing that can beat this horse. Serious in front, not for long. King of Sparta moved up at the 100 metres mark. Rose Court, ball of a place, chances. King of Sparta, King of the Gold Coast. I don't care, I don't care, so call me crazy. We can live in a world that we he is short, but he sort of profiles, I would say, similar to Cool and Gatter a couple of years ago. He at least has shown speed, and he's shown speed over 1,200 metres, which the others haven't. Storm Boy in front, 100 metres left to run. Hyder's Cambridge back the margin, then Spywire, but it's all Storm Boy, and Storm Boy is too good for them in the second half. Storm Boy by three. Where's it bounding in the market, Ralphie? Number 13. Yeah, similar sort of price, about that $7, $8 mark. $7, $8 mark, okay. Well, this is this one, could I be saying, might be, it's, well, it's not forgotten, it's in the market. Go back to that Eagle Farm run, Ralphie. But I don't want to not ask you about Samana because is this the horse that's left field? Ma Eustace runs second to its stable mate, Royal Merchant, that we'll get to in the last race. Uh, and it looks like it, we know it's a horse with tactical speed. Dylan Gibbons goes on, who won on it during the year. I can't help thinking that that's a, that's a reason. That's trainer's intent to say, well, you know this horse, you won on this horse. Uh, get back on it. It's $17 genius to work out that this horse looks very set for this race. Now that 3.8 first up, 6.1 lengths below benchmark. Put it down in your books. That was a trial. It's Samana in front, 150 to go. Broke clear, two lengths in front. Revolution wins. Zarastro far too easy. Samana's home. Samana won the Magic Millions Cup. However small, let me be part of it all. It looks like the target race. And I'm very, very confident that not only will this horse run dynamically at the distance but we'll be set for a new PB. Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. And we're back for 2024 year-round carnival Monday edition. Bit of uh, bit of work there from uh, the greatest showman, Million Dreams, and of course audio of the racing, courtesy of Sky Racing, and audio of us, courtesy of us. That was from our preview podcast. We had a lot of fun on Friday and Saturday, Vince Accardi, and the, they ran pretty true to form on Saturday at the Gold Coast. Yes, how are you, Ralphie? Unbelievable. Massive fields, huge event. It's great, great days racing, really, when you look at it. I mean, I, I can't believe it. It's fantastic. 
Well, there are 11 winners on the day. I reckon we have to make a 12th one, don't we, uh, Navesh Ramdani? Yeah, how good was that, that track play? Well, yeah, played, played fantastic. Yep, absolutely. So the work they're doing on it, it's all good. And long may continue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, so you, you've obviously, with your IVR report, you, you take a helicopter shot of the track. It seems like <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm looking at your uh, at your your IVR report, and by the look of the way it's got faster, it's almost like I'm looking at Ranwick, which is uh, Ranwick when Ranwick's true and fast, and that's almost exactly how R- R- uh, Navesh liked liked having it uh, set up. Yeah, and that's with all the rain and everything. No, no problems. It was just like on fire. Yeah, it really is a testament to how good he is as a operator of the grounds, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the two year old itself, I think there's there's a really good fundamental here as far as the, the Storm Boy winning, and uh, and I've got your your IVR report hot off the press. So let let's he's he's going to be a bit of a, a rock star of the day. Wait to see you know where where you ranked him on the day. A number of uh, good judges I've sort of looked at have said said it was a very impressive performance and fourth best of the day. And that's a, it's a serious day's racing. That's that's pretty hot for a two year old. It is, Ralphie. It's it's hot for a two-year-old, and that <laughs> we got a, there's probably a little bit more in terms of the slowdown. Well, talk so, through that. Well, have a look at it. I mean, three point seven lengths above benchmark through that first four hundred metres. That that's a great speed in the mid race. One point six lengths slowdown. So that means it's an overall slowing of five point three. With young horses, that's not a good thing, and then. Not only was it able to pick itself up, it got stronger. <laughs> Have a look at it. From the four to six, it's a hard, well, 0.6 above benchmark, and last 200 plus 1.9 uh, inside the top 10 for the day. I mean, that, that's, this is a very, very smart horse. Well, I don't believe we've seen maybe one as good as this for a, a, a few years. The question Thank is, you, well, oh. Well, Vancouver was, a, I can't remember exactly, but it might have been, what, three and a half first up? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I don't think it's more than a length or two behind it right now because we've yeah. got to factor in the Gold Coast, right? <laughs> we've got to factor a, few, a couple of little things in to play, but there's no question this, this performance could have easily been 2.8 best of the day. Well, look, I, I suppose the other thing to, to take into account, as far as um, the you know your extra tools that you use with the with your daily rankings. So the, obviously they've gone fast. Two year olds just go fast. That's what they do naturally. You, you've you've outlined the slowdown here, and you've outlined how we got stronger. Here's how we got stronger on the daily rankings. 30th best last 600, 11th best last 400, 7th best last 200 a day. There's no way, no, however you slice and dice this, this wasn't a serious effort. It was. It was a, it was a serious effort. Of course, we've got to factor everything else into it. See, again, I always like to look at it through the lens of the illusion. Big card, huge amount of money. Was the card full of A-grade runners? No. No, we knew that, yeah. High level? This this is probably one race where it stands out in terms of performances because <sighs> maybe there's a, there's a there are length to two lengths below that the top line runners and therefore you know, I'm taking that into consideration but it, it that's been factored into the figures yeah so respect but where's this horse going 
Is oh, it will it be yeah, slip or will it be? <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. Well, there isn't one going around as good as that right now. Is that, I'm sure that would have shortened. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it, uh, uh, the other dynamic that might come into play now is which horse is a duck, this horse, to go to the Blue Diamond. It's probably going to strengthen the Blue Diamond because right. <laughs> this is a serious horse and uh, I think they've also got straight charge so that uh, if he's up and well, uh, there might be a bit of ducking and weaving. <laughs> so we'll keep yeah. a, we'll keep our eye across that and obviously uh, and uh, re- review things as the information changes. But it's an exciting crop now for two-year-olds that nothing had done much up until then. We said that on, uh, on, on the preview podcast. But what we did say, though, was this horse had shown speed and speed at 1,200 and we expected him to be uh, stronger late from that uh, leading run, and that's exactly what he was. So we've outlined that. Race uh, nine was the the other huge prize money race. Oh, they're all huge prize money, huge, huge prize money, $3 million for the three-year-old guineas. And a bounding Vince was a horse you didn't want him to leave out uh, because of her run, rather, two two runs in. We said, you know, every chance of flatness. And, uh, and I might just play a bit of a grab here of exactly how we outlined it on the preview pod. We put her in Sizzlers from that Doombin run on the 2nd of December, uh, December, scrambled home at Eagle Farm, uh-huh. four weeks between runs. That possibly Was there possibly some flatness in, in scrambling home? A couple of things. Have a look at what happened there. From 3.1 above down to minus 5.1. You just answered the question superbly, Ralphie. The big shift in the speed was the indicator that the horse still felt that run before. And then obviously tanked out. So the question now remains is this. There's no doubt I believe the horse has lost speed in its legs, but I'm actually going to see that as a plus because I don't know. Do you really want to be hard up on the speed with the big field and four or five horses tackling that front or, you know, like having to engage in that forward pack? I'd rather if if you could sit midfield and just get the luck in running, right? And then, mate, and again, this is not a race where – you're going to go and get your war chest out and go crazy. But this is a race where if you want to look at multis, you probably could get the value, and this is the beginning of it, this horse here. So Bounding's won a narrow finish, and the, the point being, Vince, you really wanted to say if you're off pace, there was every chance you were going to have an advantage because the on-paces were going to overdo it. Yeah, and it was, it was a real testament to the overall performance when you look at it in the end. The pace was solid, 4.3 lengths fast and standard. That's rolling along. And mind you, these have been obviously contained to the new track format. If we'll bring it into the old, probably the data indicate slightly faster. So that's that's a, a really big sign within itself. I love the way the horse held on in the end, Rolfie. Like it was really it was virtually benchmark right across the board. Terrific, terrific ride more to the point. And this this horse has got upside. I, there's no way that's the best performance this horse has uh, produced so far in its career. I, I feel this horse has got more to give. The the placings are Sovereign Fund and Flying Trapeze. Again, this is probably, they're, they're all only just above benchmark. So, uh, you know, some years there's a, I think King of Sparta won this as a three-year-old. Some years there's some depth. I don't think it looks like the great depth of this going forward, with the exception, as you said, of the of the uh, winner. But also Royal Tribute, that's just an overexertion in the in the uh, up front because Defiant Spirit, uh, I don't know why they thought that it would help that horse, <laughs> went, went completely over the top early. Yeah, well, this is the nature of decent sides 
fields when there's a bit of speed in the track as well because it was definitely there, Ralphie. And it's a contest. Yep. Riders get excited too. So there's a tent, you know, there's that ability to overextend, not because you do it because you mean it. It's just that's the pressure of the moment. And this, how do they deal with it? It's through the prism of the performances of some horses. And they definitely both were going that one to two lengths faster than ideal. Samana was a good find on the Friday. It was $17. And a couple of our members were very happy, Vince, uh, including uh, Mark. Uh, he had $16 to win, $5 a play. So he's, he's done well. Uh, Adam, huge get with Samana. Guys, much appreciated. Looked home in the corner. How good was the performance? So, Vince, how good was the performance of Samana? Yeah, well, that was a good find, wasn't it, when you look at it? My goodness. I. <laughs> 1.5 above, sixth best of the day. Excellent performance for the mayor. And again, good solid speed. Three plus solid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the leaders are going plus eight. I mean, yeah. Frosty Rocks, <laughs> they, don't, they just pull the ripcord. Yep. Just one speed. Yeah. One, yeah. One speed. Probably not the, the true essence of the pace. Pro- uh, well, Zoroastro yeah, was what, what, 6.5 above. So. Yeah, it was close to it. It was close to it. I mean, in terms of the rest of the horses, what what are they running off? Yeah, they, they probably are running off that between that 6.5 and 8.1 range. So everyone's under a lot of pressure. And again, a little bit of a slowdown, maybe not as hard as the two-year-old in terms of the setup, but there it is. It's, it's 4.4 lengths slowdown for the winner, Samana, between the eight and the four. Did rebound a little bit, but tape it off towards the end so well all i can say is that was the right time to back it <laughs> and lock eagle well we probably did say in the end we we're going to be a bit cold on that weren't we ralphie well that, that was the challenge that that was that grand final day in the uh in the villiers uh and but also i suppose you know if you if you got the leader going eight plus eight the second was going plus 6.5 if you're below benchmark you're, you're almost out of play too too far back so just the complete speed was gone and just goes to show it got the right race pace, probably a little bit too much medicine. And I guess the horse put in a fair effort, but well below. Like if it had a run, run to its previous run, it would have probably gone close to winning. But that's what happens. You chance your arm and uh, that's the outcome. What type of upside Samana got? I mean, how often do we say, Vince, that good mares, particularly from good stables, when they keep evolving, you've got to be very dangerous putting a ceiling on them. Uh, this is a horse who's won six from 14 starts, really good winning strike rate, and did so just second up here. Surely there's more to come. Well, I just feel that this trainer, master in terms of preparing. Yep. The horse had gone into the race very fit, Ralphie. Yeah. And... I just sit back in and say, well, you know, with, with this trainer, who, well, I mean, what will they do? They Will they give it a break and then come back for some key ra- races in Victoria or New South Wales? What will they do? Well, I would assume New South Wales, there's just so many big prize money races now for, for oh mares. Oh, my God, yeah. From, well, you know, for, for those fillies and mares races, maybe a, a race like the Coolmore that uh, prior to Jenny narrowly got beaten in last year. Remember that, that amazing run? And, uh, and, you know, it's over 1,500 metres at Rose Hill. Well, the reality is this. The horse was capable of coping with a bit more pressure. 
Yep. So it was probably golden running at the 3.2 above. It has had performances in the past where it's at the run at speeds like in excess of plus four. It's copped the slowdown. Now, it was part of the structure of the race. Yeah, there's, why wouldn't there be another length with Eustace team? Maybe even two with these guys. So I'm sitting here looking forward for placement. And who knows, we might be lucky to... Well, I don't think you're going to get a price like that for a while. Well, and Belnisham came through the Kieran Ma stable. And one of the things, you know, you outlined in the pod was that you know, we've really got to see that she gets her horses very fit early. But in this case with Lady Laguna, it been a building sort of preparation. And this was a building race as well, unlike the other race we've been discussing. The speed wasn't overly strong. It required a turn of foot, and she showed it. She really did, Ralphie. And this is, again... You know, what we highlighted with Annabelle Neesham, that you could see just the way she, her build-up with, with the horse was it. It wasn't uh, chips all in. There was yeah. a process targeting this race, and, and it delivered. I mean, 5.5 lengths below benchmark. Still, that's a good performance to come off a 0.9 below in terms of what you had to gain between the 8 and the 400, put yourself in the race, and then to have that phenomenal turn of foot over the last 400 metres, that was probably the most impressive part. Plus 5.1, that was just electric, Ralphie. <laughs> it was it was like, a bit like King of Sparta, just explosion. <laughs> and that, that was a good result, Ralphie. That was a very good result. Well, Tom, one of our members, had a, had a good result with Boom Talk, and... Uh... We, we, do we have to reset this trader, Matthew Dunn? I remember during the year we were talking about uh, what's his good horse, Sofrado, that mm-hmm. the way he kept kept this horse up at a high level. So I think that, uh, that that's, that's a really good sign when, when trainers can do that, keep them at their absolute best, really deep into a prep. He did that with this horse and uh, that horse, sorry. And boom talk here, This is you've marked this best of the day. That's a big performance. Well, Ralphie, I... Uh had the good fortune of going back before I sent you that file, looked at the matrix, made slight tune-ups, and mind you, no matter what happened, it was always going to be the best of the day. I just wanted to be absolutely certain because I just come back about self-learning for myself and overcoming some of the challenges that I personally face when you get horses, boom talks, typical example of one of my biggest challenges is there it is a whole bunch of races all below benchmark and winning but not getting the bar above it and yet there was a performance just before the end of the campaign where it was 0.1 above and gave me a little bit of confidence that this horse has got potential steps out and it was an unbelievable performance really Ralphie I mean high pressure race yep well, I was looking at the prism of myself personally. I was on Rothfire, right? Yep. And I was trying to say, okay, what beat it? It's this tension of pressure, no cover, but plus seven first section. And where Boom talks at, you couldn't have positioned it any better. Fair and square, four and a half lengths off that pace. Beautiful even in the mid-race to hold that high speed. I mean, two and a half lengths above benchmark, 1,300 metres. You can have big overreactions. And this horse is still going 2.1 above between the eight and the four. A little bit of a slowdown between the four and the two. Didn't help this horse, Ralphie. So my view is this horse probably could have won by more and put down an even bigger runner. This is... I, I have a feeling this horse is very highly talented. 
And uh, pity on me that I ended up going off. I, I hadn't backed this horse at all ever since the issue. And all of a sudden, I found myself on saying this is the one. But I, 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 don't, I don't believe they could have done any more with that horse. Just got caught and wasn't good enough. So it gets caught wide. In the run, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a face pub because I thought this. Uh, now, what you've since outlined is that they were going at a blistering speed. But the other point being, he was he's an older horse. He was on a 12-day backup, and we did outline how fast that Toowoomba race was, and I just went, ugh, that, that this horse, he, he can produce plus seven at his fastest, but on a 12-day backup, probably a little bit of speed out of legs, and that's why he gets caught wide. He, get, he got Yeah, he got caught out while Ralphie, yeah, it's just that's fast pace. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. So it wasn't pilot error. The horse couldn't no. go fast enough to cross. No, he he could just didn't have it anymore to do. I mean, even uh, Chinny Booms, who's a very fast racehorse, right? Yeah, had its challenges. But ultimately, when you get caught three wide, no cover. It's the no cover is the killer, right? If yeah. you got three wide cover, would it have changed the outcome. No, the only difference is me. You know. Being selfish, maybe I might have got third. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. it's a possibility, right? Because when you look at it and say, "Okay, how, how do you get impact?" Well, look at what happened around the turn. I mean, the horse lost two point nine. Went from point three above to two point nine below. That's a deacceleration. Because when you look at Chinny Boone, this is the impact of three wide no cover. There's always an insight about how much do you allow for that. Well, this is what you do. You look at Chinny. Chinny's gone 0.5 below benchmark between the 6 and the 4 versus Roth 5.3 above. And then you go to the forward of the 2, Chinny's actually increased pace before weakening half a length. And Roth 5's gone 2.8 lengths below, you know, like that's de-acceleration, and then lost another half length over the last 200 metres, which was the same as Chinny. This is why I'm saying that if there was cover, there's that possibility of moderate run through. <laughs> Boom Talk, star of the show, star of the show. And I wonder what they're going to do with this horse because this is a real emerging horse. Yeah, well, there could be an early season, uh, you know, 1,400, 1,500 type race at, uh, at Sydney for stakes racing. But that, uh, time will tell. But he's obviously uh, he's, he's very good with that safado of being able to go Queensland, uh, New South Wales as the calendar suited it. So this could be his, his, his next one this year. Well, uh, yeah, well, it's like this, Ralphie. The people that have got lots of money and like to buy horses. Yep. This is the sort of horse you want to go out and pay extra dollars for because it's in your backyard and – Everything points to upside. Nice. The Stang Race, uh, so united. Uh, <laughs> this is this is Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, of course, 101. Get get to the front, show speed, which he did, and then stave him off. Zenzella, uh, often why barriers are overrated as far as a negative. Uh, on this occasion, probably costed a, spe- a spot or two in the run, and probably that was the difference between winning or losing the three-way finish. Yeah. Well, so United was always going to be there as a serious chance, Ralphie. Yeah. And it, and it was fantastic, fantastic performance, really. When you look at it, solid pressure. It said, right, it's game on from the beginning. And I just look at those last 300, uh, last three splits. Have a look at it. Six to the 4.4 below benchmark. Four to the 2.8 below. So subtle shift. And then last 200 metres, 0.4 below. I mean, you couldn't have ridden it any better. What it also means is that was probably the maximum extension that you needed to use through that first section. 
of uh, speed. Because if you had gone another length or two faster, you're gone. Yep. So I just felt it was an A1 ride. And maybe that was the difference overall in terms of that pre- precision of riding up front. And uh, Sarah Ryan's got uh, the the old boy, uh, um, Parry Sound, going well. He was second in this race a couple of years back. Race six on the program there, Derry Grove. Well, this is the other winner for Matthew Dunn. And this is Nashville Weller 101. <laughs> Wins by a nose. That was absolute perfection. Prince of Boom, unfortunately, he just he, he didn't cope with that early speed. And Golden Boom, prob- probably similar. They both gassed out late. Well, Prince of, Prince of Boom, that's not, that's not like a super pace, but... No. The reality was, given the circumstances where it is, 2.8, you can see in the end, as it turns out, as fit as they like to have the horses ready, the blowout was clearly there over the last 400 metres. You can, what was it, 4.1 lengths blowout overall. Uh, last 200 metres, 2.4 lengths below. Really started de-accelerating from inside the 500 metre mark. And unfortunately, this is about being battle-ready. The good news is I feel the horse has come back reasonably well and is going to be a big leaper from this. Not well enough would have liked to have seen this horse win this race, but just couldn't do it. Not ready. What do we take of 11-11? I mean, he's an older horse now. It looks like he's taken him a few runs to get his, get his uh, legs together. He's a 1,200, 1,400-metre horse. At 1,100, probably doesn't have the speed in his legs. That's a, that's a good, strong, late finish. It was a good, strong, late. 600 of the yep. day. Yeah, very strong, Ralphie. A sign that the horse is back and you know ready to at least pounce a performance. In it's just going to get back down to who they're going to run against and when and where. All right. Well, Mark uh, emailed us said he's had the biggest uh, bet of the weekend on King of Sparta. We put the information out. You choose how you want to spend your money, but with King of Sparta vids, I suppose you're sad as well as they just didn't bet a big, a good enough price. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, well. Well, the market said it all. I, yeah. I, I didn't need to say anything else. But wow. Wow. How, how, how phenomenal was the acceleration? I mean, yeah. 3.2 lengths below benchmark first section. What's that? Five and a half lengths off the pace? Yep. Beautiful move in the mid-race. It's gone from 3.2 below to plus two. So that's a squeeze of under a second. And I love it. When riders can only need to make that extension of about one second – which means usually 12 lengths is too much. Like that's the maximum, so especially in a 1,200 metre race. If you're having to make a, a 10 to 12 length move in the mid race, you're gone because there's going to be nothing left. But this was pinned to perfection. And then the explosion, I love the explosion. Four and a half lengths above benchmark, last 400, off a decent pace that, that it sort of entered itself into. Plus two, top three. Uh, could it have gotten any more? Well, the intel saying improvement still to come. He's a beauty, and uh, and written accordingly by by J Mac, of course. Now we really appreciate if you're a, a customer of our preview. If you want to hear the whole preview, as always, we we post it online completely unedited. You can choose for yourself if that information suits. But uh, we we look forward to resuming it on a, on a well pretty much weekly basis once the uh, once the group ones return in in February. Of course, we are here thanks to our members who get behind us, and we are nothing without our members. So we provide bonus content today. Our bonus content we'll have a look at uh, at Rose Hill and Fleming, and just a couple little highlights there. But to give you an example, what we we do with our bonus podcast after the northerly a horse called Casino 17 was midfield. 
Uh, and this is what Vince Cardi said as far as its lead up and what its run was uh, in line for the Perth Cup. And this was exclusive to our Group 1 members. You've missed the Roffy. You don't miss anything. <laughs> Could you have missed the runner? But I'm going to call it up. Casino 17. Right. Unbelievable. And the reason why I'm calling it now is, firstly, I looked at the last 100, 5.91. Come from an impossible position. Uh, Sorry, not 5.91. That's the wrong line. 5.85, the quickest last 100 of the whole field. Yep. And this horse, I don't know, when's that Perth Cup? Perth Cup New Year's Day. That'll be its goal. Is it? Do you you know like you look at futures and all those things, Rolf? Is, yeah. is there any markets for for like a race like the Perth Cup or is, or the Perth New Conservative? Those guys and they no, don't there have is any- the, not as usual. It's not overly generous, but I'm just what I've got hoping here. Sports bet. So uh, Zoom on three eighty Casino seventeen four dollars Numerian six dollars Black Fantasy seven dollars. Yeah, well, $7. well, you know, sports bet, they, they like to steal everybody's <laughs> money and they keep everything half the price of what it should be. Right. <laughs> That's disappointing because I, it may be a forgotten horse casino seven. I'm not sure, right? But that performance said to me, you're right on track to win a Perth Cup. Beautiful. All right. Uh, that's that's uh, what we wanted to hear there. So he's uh, he's a horse who. Um, what did he do? He ca- he came off a, a nice run leading in. Uh, what was it? A two week two week back up there, Fikey Road. But everything says uh, this is uh, all Team Williams too. Uh, so. Oh, goodness <laughs> me! How good are they, Ralphie? <laughs> they are. So, uh, could they be better than Mar Eustace? Who knows? <laughs> they, they're they're, the, they're pretty good at targeting a big race. Yeah, and we know uh, that. And then so, just have just have a look at Casino's run, right? Yeah. Three point two lengths below benchmark first section. I'd say like on the outer fringe yep. of where you want to be. But the extension in the mid race was almost as good as anybody else in the field. It was five point uh, four point nine above, and the actual mid race move was eight point one. It was the second biggest of the whole race. And then last four hundred meters still broke benchmark. I see a little bit of a taper at the end, indicating. Guess what, Rolfi? This horse is still improving with conditioning. That's why I'm excited about it. Perfect. All right, there's the Perth Cup one. We're now hopefully going forward there. So, uh, as always, we really appreciate you being a member. And if you want to become a Group 1 member, do so via racetrackrolfi.com.au. And this was uh, this was Pikey at his very best, Vince. Just a little bit of summer catch-up here from uh, from the uh, New Year's Day. Casino 17 and... How often do you say this? This table, Team Williams over in Perth, they are just so dynamic and targeting a big day. Wow, Ralphie, I'm so glad you brought this race up because I had a, I've had a couple of interesting conversations about this uh, race. Yep. And again, this is for all the form students. A little bit of insight about the process of how you break things down. I I spoke to one particular person. And you look at the numbers and everything's like numerium in terms of the quality, capability to beat Casino in the big race. Yep. And this is the breakaway. If you're looking purely at the static image of the information, that's the feedback you get. But the X factor is this. You have to bring in that extra layer. Like you've got to peel the onion one more layer and you've got to look at the next two things. And this is what I pointed out. 
One is look at Annabelle Neesham. Numerium, 35 days. She's, she's just sensational when she can do these things. Comes across, smashing performance, gets victory. The Williams, the Grant and Alana Williams team, who seriously, Ralphie, I've looked at their last 100 horses <laughs> at high-level races. It's phenomenal. This is, I'm saying to you, phenomenal that they've got a better than 90% strike rate that their horses increase in performances on their grand final. So their target is precision. So you know that that horse was going to find a length. I'm not going to say two or three, but was going to find one. Yeah. So that was the next thing that you had to look at because it's trainer versus trainer here. The last part was, and one never must should never forget this. When you have a close look at Numerian's profile at twenty four hundred, it's one to two lengths behind what it can do at two thousand meters. So you've got the edge taken off it in terms of the maximum performance that generally Annabelle Nish can get out of a horse, freshen up, explosion, and then you're up to twenty four hundred meters, and you've got another one to two lengths downgrade, and then on the flip side you have the this magnificent uh, camp that can just get their horses to peak and they are by far one of the best betting mediums particularly in western australia when there's targeted races because most of the times their horses run one or first or second Post-race, uh, sometimes they're very raw post-race. I mean, traders, traders and jockeys across the board because they've got their victory, they're relieved, they say a lot. So I don't know if you heard this interview post-race with Casino 17, but they said that Alana Williams uh, wasn't riding this horse track work and then like four weeks before the race, like she did and she goes, that oh, we need to change something again. They go, now you tell us. <laughs> so she's picked up something minor. They, I don't know, they changed the shoeing, whatever it was, but that must be you know, a huge benefit to them that that's stable, that, they, you know, she can ride them, Grant can train them, and, and uh, obviously the, the team gets success repeatedly. I, I just – I feel she's she's a freak, like a superstar. Yeah. I, she's a superstar trainer, Ralphie. Absolute superstar trainer. Well, <sighs> Casino had the number, like, at the, around that 2,300-metre mark that had a definite edge on Numerian. But at the end of the day, the way – she is the master, isn't she, of, of what she says in the end and the tune-ups and this fine, you know, micro work that she must do to get that extra length out of them. Clearly. I, I wished she could be cloned <laughs> and come to Melbourne and also cloned to Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Because and, and bring that strike rate across. No doubt. All right. Uh, so that's that's pretty much you know, it, it for Perth and for the Gold Coast for us because we start focusing on Melbourne and Sydney again. Not that we stopped, of course, during the year. Like I said, we're going to have, have a little uh, little bonus podcast for our members for the for the uh, highlights from uh, from Flemington and Rose Hill. But in the meantime, really appreciate you being a listener to Year Round Carnival.